everybody, welcome to another episode of PRI Talk. Um, today, I want to talk to you about this, this idea of the, the rule of 1%. Um, and in, in a lot of ways, I think it's similar to the, the 10,000 hour rule. Um, uh, it's something that I, I think has been talked about in a couple different books, but um, I know Malcolm Gladwell talked about it in his book, Outliers, talked about it with the Beatles. Uh, and there are 10,000 hours of, you know, playtime and um, Bill Gates and some other people that uh, were able to spend <clears throat> an enormous amount of time kind of uh, perfecting perfecting their craft. Okay, so um, it's not exactly the the 10,000 hour uh, kind of idea, but it's but it's at least something similar. Um, so <clears throat> a story from a, a basketball coach that I that I worked with, um, true story. Um, she had an athlete that, you know, wanted to put in. Uh, some extra time in the gym. She had some goals that she wanted to um, hit, um, some markers, so to speak, that she wanted to accomplish. And she wanted um, kind of a, a workout uh, routine in order to make that happen. So over the course of the um, off season, I don't know the the time frame exactly, like how many months it was or whatever, but uh, over the course of the, the off season, so this is outside of um, her, you know, uh, accountable related activities, uh, for the team outside of practice, outside of lifting. So these are totally separate on her own in the gym, um, working. She made some 10,000 three pointers, um, not, not took 10,000 three pointer shots, but made. So this is 10,000 made, um, three pointers. That's a lot. Okay. <laughs> Especially when you're doing it all by yourself. Um, gets into the season, uh, you know, still working hard, obviously practicing and playing, um, on the season, uh, she hit something like 113. Um, I don't think it was like 130, but she hit over a hundred three pointers for the season actually led the team or, uh, led the team, led the conference in that statistic, as far as how many three pointers she hit, um, on the season. And so, um, it was like a first team all conference type type of player, <clears throat> really good athlete. Um, obviously a really good, really good point score, but, um, but led the conference in three pointers with a hundred. Right. Uh, and again, so she had made 10,000 three pointers in the off season in order to make a hundred during the season. Um, that is you as the athlete putting in a certain amount of work and getting 1% um, of the, of the, of the outcome. Okay. Um, say like for instance and the and the stats don't correlate you know exactly but say as a as a defensive specialist um you know you're putting in 10,000 digs outside of practice on your own and you're getting 100 digs during the season okay so that is um <clears throat> that is kind of the the idea of you're you're inputting something and you're getting 1% <clears throat> out of that right um so think about that for just just real quick on, on <clears throat> what you get um, as far as game day matches, um, in, in the moment you're, you are going to get 1% of what you put into practice time on the court, individual workouts, extra time, right? You're, you're getting 1% of that output, which is, which is pretty crazy. Okay. Um, so I, if you want to hit 300 during a match, you, you definitely better be doing it during practice. Um, and, you, and you definitely better be putting in extra work to make sure you can hit 300 in a match and do it consistently, right? Um, you know, in order to average hitting 300, you've got to do it multiple times. Sometimes you got to hit better than 300. Other days you're going to hit maybe a little bit worse, right? But that that becomes your 
your average, not your not your best, not your peak. Okay, um, go go look really quick uh, at the stat line from the the best hitter on each team for the national championship: Kentucky and Texas. Okay, I can't think of their names off the top of my head. Um, I can kind of see their jersey numbers and pictures, but um, but it, go look at the their stat line for the for the national championship. Okay. Um, do you think that those two athletes have never done something like that in practice? Um, or at least something close, um, play like that is really what extra hours, time and energy equal. Like that is the output. Um, just think of the, the energy and effort and time, um, uh, that, that those athletes put into all those athletes, obviously, um, put into, you know, their time in practice, but outside of practice and the extra time that they're putting in, um, to, to, to do that. Uh, and, and I think this idea is, is really a, a phenomenal idea. Um, when we're talking about that, you're getting 1%. Okay. So you're going to get roughly 1% or your output will be 1% of what you input or what you put into something. Okay. So the effort, the energy, the time that you spend in the gym, um, in practice and, and extra outside of practice, you, you're going to get the, the result of all of that hard work, you're actually going to see 1% of it, right? Um, you know, think of how many, uh, and basketball is simple, right? But how many free throws that you, um, that you take during practice in order to hit 85, 90, 95% of your free throws um, during the season, right? Um, and how many free throws you are making and shooting in practice just to shoot maybe, what, 30, 40? Um, 50 free throws over the course of a season. Um, uh, you know, volleyball is the same way. How, or in some ways, serving. You know, how many times are you serving an aggressive serve to a specific zone, um, to, to hit a specific zone, to hit an area on the court? How many times are you making that serve um, in order to do it once, twice, three times, you know, during, over the course of a season? Um, so so 1% of what you, uh, you're getting out one percent of what you input okay um like i said i think it's a great idea um i've used this analogy on, on multiple occasions talking to two athletes um and, and it kind of came up uh, in a couple different ways and I'll, I'll pan that out here in a little bit but um but i think athletes that understand this rule um have a really good understanding of what they need to be doing day in day out and the amount of effort it takes to be the best and to be elite right so go back point to those two athletes at the national championship i mean those are elite athletes um, that obviously put in the work um, on match day um, and, and prior to match day to to get that outcome. Um, so I'm going to stem into a couple different things here. Uh, the first one being recruiting. Uh, the second one is actually going to be playing time. Um, and uh, I might not have enough time to get uh, the playing time piece into the podcast today. Um, I will probably uh, record that and post that tomorrow. Um, but, um, but, but, but two concepts that I, I kind of want to, uh, the, the, the foundations of, so to speak, um, are going to be this, this rule of 1%. Okay. Um, and the first one is, is of course recruiting. Here we are talking about recruiting. That's what the podcast is for, for the most part, talking about college volleyball and stuff. Um, so as a kid, um, I would always ask my dad, why don't I get any mail? right? Going out to the mailbox every day, um, as a kid and, 
and, and ne you know, never seeing my name on any mail, um, always wanting to get stuff in the mail, right? Parents were getting stuff. I didn't know they were bills. Uh, like we, we celebrate now, I think when you get older that you don't get any mail in, in, in the mail, you don't get anything, right? Cause oh, no more bills, no bills today. Right. That's always good. Um, but as a kid, like you want stuff, right. Um, and my dad always said, I'm definitely at that age now where I'm, I'm remembering all these things my dad told me. Um, and, uh, but my dad always said, you got to send mail to get mail. Okay. If you're, if you're not sending stuff out to people, they don't have any reason to respond to you. Okay. Um, so you have to send emails to get emails, right? Now, now maybe uh, you get better responses than 1% of the emails you send. Um, so you've got to send 100 emails to get one response. I, I think that's probably a little bit much. Um, your, your conversion rate is probably a little bit better than that uh, it, as far as recruiting emails go. But, but some days um, I feel like that's really not too far off. Um, there's definitely days that I send, um, you know, hundred emails or so, and, and I get only a handful of responses. And these are people that I know people, uh, people individually that I know personally, uh, that I talk to regularly. I, you know, talk to them when we're out recruiting. Um, and I still don't always, um, hear back from them. Um, so athletes, I think it's harder, right. For them to be sending out emails and, and not getting a response. But, but again, uh, you know, if we take a look at this rule of 1%, we've got to send um, 100 emails out to get one response. Okay, and again, I don't, I don't think it necessarily correlates to that, but, but just the idea, the the amount that we put into it has to be more um, than what we're what we're um, uh, trying to trying to get out, right? So I'm not going to send 15 emails and expect 15 responses, right? That's probably not going to be um, what, what, how this works. But I do believe that if you really invest time, energy, and have a focused goal. Uh, of what you're you're aiming for, um, then then I think um, then I think that you can have a good result as far as sending out emails and, and what your what your result is, what your rate of return is, um, what your response rate is, right? Uh, and one one of the things I talk about in, in my blog post from a few weeks ago called aiming for the middle, right? And I'm not I'm not talking about um, the RPI, uh, you know, only hitting those schools that are in the middle of the RPI. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, what I'm talking about is, um, but the space I'm talking about the space that you're actually supposed to hit and are going to hit. That's what you should be aiming for. Um, right. You don't aim for something that you're not ever going to hit. Um, you know, so, so, uh, just as an example, uh, a five, seven outside hitter, uh, in, in, in a five, seven outside hitter that wants to hit, uh, at Baylor in the big 12, you know, um, maybe if that kid's touching like 10, six, 10, eight at five, seven, um, is that going to happen? Okay. So, so aiming where you are actually going to hit. Okay. That's, that's what, and I know that that seems a little bit weird, but like you, you aim where you you actually have the opportunity to hit and where you're trying to hit. Okay. So, so if you have that focus, if you have and you put the time and energy and stuff like that into the recruiting process, I think all of that effort and all that work pays off. Um, and I do also think, unfortunately, that many athletes will be satisfied with the three schools they get calls from on June 15th. Right. Uh, everything that we're doing right now with the 2023 classes leading up to June 15th. Um, and, and I think it's unfortunate that schools or not schools that athletes will sit and wait and find out who contacts them first. Um, it's just a very reactive approach to recruiting. Um, and, and I've talked to, I off the top of my head, two coaches in, in the last week that I've just have said, 
you know, we sent emails to this kid. They haven't responded in any way, shape, or form. And so, you know, they get knocked down to to a tier two because they're not as interested, right? Um, and, and so communicating with schools and putting that effort into it, um, I think, is really, really important. And, and I think that some of these athletes that have this reactive approach that only um, only respond to schools that show interest in them, they're not doing any of the work as far as saying, hey, I would be interested in your school. Would I be a good fit, you know? and corresponding in that way. Um, I, I, not all of them, obviously, but I think there's a, there ends up being quite a few that are that are really unhappy with their situation for whatever reason. And, and I think part of the reason that you're seeing um, you know so many athletes on the transfer portal right now is because we're there was a lot of stuff going on during the recruiting process that we just didn't that, that didn't get covered for whatever reason. And there's a lot of reasons. Uh, legit reasons for athletes to be on the pro right now. I'm not trying to say that not everyone has a reason, but um, you know, these, a lot of these things um, were, were things that should have been known and probably covered during the recruiting process. Right. And, and just about asking the right question. Um, and so I did get asked the question and I covered it on my YouTube channel, my little five minute recruiting um, thing. If you haven't checked those out, you can, you can find those on Facebook or on YouTube. Um, but, but a, uh, a, uh, got asked the question several weeks ago about, you know, how many phone calls should we expect as an athlete um, if I if I haven't sent any emails out and I'm in the class of 2023? Um, and, and realistically, except for a really small percentage at the very, very top, the, the most elite athletes in the country, you probably won't get much of a response. And it definitely won't be from the schools that you're interested in. Um, you know, you didn't send them any emails. You didn't put your name in front of them. You didn't get your name to come across their phone or their email or whatever. Um, they have no reason to evaluate you over video, which a lot of coaches um, were not a fan of. Um, I've talked about that for the last year. Uh, the coaches don't like recruiting over film. They like recruiting in person. Um, and as much as we tried as college coaches to make that not be a thing um, over the course of the year, it, it still is true. And that's why all these coaches are running around going crazy um, uh, here when we, when we get off the dead period in June. Um, and uh, they're going to be evaluating athletes in person and figure out who they want to call. Okay. So, um, so if you didn't do any of that work, if you didn't spend any time sending emails, then, then you are probably not going to get any phone calls on June 15th. Right. And that's just, I mean, what's your, what's your input and your output is going to be 1%, right? Um, so what did you put in? And because you're going to get 1% of the, the work and effort that you put in, right? Um, so recruiting is the only way this rule can be applied, I think, and at least relatively speaking, um, another way that, that I think that we can dive into this um, idea is is of playing time. Um, and, and I'll get to that here uh, later. I'll post that um, uh, tomorrow because, uh, you know, I try to keep the podcast as short and sweet as I can for you guys and, and not hit you with too much. Sometimes I go a little bit longer, but um, but I'll talk about kind of playing time and how that 1% um, it, it affects all of that, how that kind of rule um, affects playing time. And that'll be, um, I'll go ahead and post that tomorrow. But um, thank you guys for listening. Again, put in the work, put in the effort and put in the time and make recruiting happen for you. You can, you can make recruiting happen for you. I'm not going to say that you can automatically go to your top school of all time. Um, but, but if you put in the work and the energy, you will find a good situation for you both academically and athletically. Totally believe that. So 
Have a great rest of your day. Uh, again, I will uh, hopefully see you guys um, on the podcast world tomorrow. And uh, remember, coaches are people too. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com, check out my blog, or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice, as well as information on current and volleyball events, and your support can definitely help make that happen.